from the birthplace of radio's greatest era. Now, from New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Unlike anything else on radio today, it's a front row seat for great information with today's leading experts. The millionaire maker, Hillary Kramer. Travel with a third generation travel icon, Linda Perillo. The Fox News Medical All-Stars featuring Dr. Mark Siegel, Dr. Marty McCary, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, and the OG, Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Legal analysis from former prosecutor and court journalism superstar Imran Ansari and Christine Nicholas. The quintessential heartbeat to New York hospitality. All joining legendary broadcast pro Kevin McCullough on a mission unlike any other. United to bring back New York. Now, live from Studio 111, here's Kevin McCullough. So glad to have you with us. It's uh, Legal Night here on uh, Radio Night Live. He's Imran. I'm Kevin. We're glad to be back with you. I don't know, Imran, did you did you see the footage? She had her gospel preacher voice on this don't afternoon. tell me that this is about an abdic- a, a condemnation of anti-Semitic remarks when you have a member of the Republican caucus who, have, who has talked about Jewish space lasers and an, an entire amount of tropes and also elevated her to some of the highest committee assignments in this body. This is about targeting women of color in the, in the United States of America. Don't tell me because I didn't get a single apology in my life. Was threatened. Thank you. Wait, 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 wait. Someone threatened AOC's life? I missed that part. But, uh, yeah, that was Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez earlier today uh, expressing her discomfort at the the, um, the removal of one Elon Omar from the Foreign Relations Committee. By the way, this isn't something that Speaker McCarthy did. This was a vote in the House of Representatives. So it was her fellow colleagues that removed her, not the leadership. Uh, directly, so the, and, and that doesn't happen very often, but it did happen this time. Your thoughts, Mister Ansari? Yeah, what a uh, bombastic performance uh, there! You know, <laughs> Nick. Nick before we went on the air said she she brought her Broadway best. I, you know, she she had yeah. the little hand wave and like the the bounce on the syllables, kind of like the black preachers do. She's like, don't tell me, and uh, it's I, you know, made for good TV, very dramatic. Yeah, for sure. yeah. A lot of a lot of theatrics, a lot of uh, a lot of fireworks on the floor there. But you know, listen, this was uh, an expected move um, once uh, McCarthy, you know, took the the seat there. Uh, so I'm not surprised. But you know, there's been a lot of controversy with some comments coming out of uh, Ilan Omar's mouth. You know, there's uh, it, 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 you know, there's a certain line you don't cross, right? And even if you're you have certain political views or thoughts. Uh, that may be uh, in in one camp. You know, when you take on a certain role uh, in the House, you have to have a, a certain decorum and and you know temper your 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 voice and your thoughts and think before you speak. So I think there were uh, there was a lot of lead up to this, and I don't think it's surprising. Um, and the vote was taken. Listen, that's that's how uh, the cookie crumbles, and when the votes. Yeah. You know, the votes are, are cast like that. That's what it is. Here's the thing, though. You're right. Um, it wasn't like this was a big surprise. I mean, Elon Omar, when she came to Congress, many in our audience will remember she went on Al Jazeera TV, I think it was, with uh, a commentator there who um, had he even had questionable uh, ties to terror and some other things. And, and, she, and they were literally like joking about al-Qaeda 
And you remember the famous phrase that she said, you know, oh, on 9-11, yes, somebody did something. And it was that dismissive kind of tone about what ended up being, without question, one of our darkest days in our history. I mean, that or Pearl Harbor, take your pick. But I I think personally, most people living now would say 9-11. That was one of those things where, you know, and, and it became very obvious in some of her associations and some of the things that uh, she has said, as you said, um, you know, on other occasions that she just I, I don't think Americans in general were super, super comfortable with her being on the foreign relations. I just don't think she represents the, the thinking of foreign relations when you consider what that committee has to look at and evaluate. And it's not like a top. It's not like the Intelligence Committee with with Schiff and, and Swalwell being compromised and them guys actually having you know some degree of risk to the country this was more like an issue of of taste and presentation that if you're going to be dealing with foreign countries on things on behalf of congress they want somebody there that's going to you know do that respectfully and i think that a lot of people think that elon omar kind of falls outside that boundary i could be wrong but that's my impression on it right now listen a lot of the the comments she's made have been inflammatory and you know you, you have a certain especially towards israel the stuff particularly right. about you know what whether or not she has you know uh, bad feelings about israel is one thing but when i mean they're a close ally and you just can't launch some of the bombs that she did and then be like oops i'm sorry you know <laughs> she literally said i didn't know there were tropes today she said i didn't know there were tropes about money and jews <laughs> who doesn't know that i mean you have to be kind of like born behind the barn somewhere not to really understand what that is. Right. No, absolutely. And also um, just, you know, a lot of the comments she has made really have have been overly critical of the country that she is a citizen of and where she sits in the House of Representatives. It's sort of baffling. Uh, and I never get that. I never get that, you know, um, that you sort of you talk bad about America, you really show a disrespect in many ways uh, to the country, yet you are um, you are tasked with representing your constituency um, as a member of the House of Representatives. You know, yeah. I, I don't get it. You know, why even take on the job? Or, you know, if, if that's your, your thought. It's one thing to be critical and look to change things, but to totally be uh, unpatriotic in, in some of the things you're saying then it's like, you know, first of all, I always think that always gives um, our enemies abroad and other people who are looking to uh, to really, uh, you know, weaponize arm or take us down within, yeah. uh, you yeah. know, fodder to do that. So, listen, I'm not surprised by this this move. And, you know, I would I would imagine there's people uh, within our own party who actually believe that, OK, uh, this may have been called for. Well, this is the this is the thing. I don't believe it was a party line vote. So, yeah. I, to to your point, I think that is correct, and uh, we'll see. But you know, this is and it's interesting that you you said what you just said because there is, and it's particularly in those four that they call themselves the squad. Those four, they were seen as largely always being the anti Pelosi in the in the party. Yeah, and they're the four that go around denigrating America, talking about how terrible everything here is. And you look at all four of them, from AOC to uh, uh, Presley, I forget her name, uh, Elon Omar, 
uh, and um, uh, Rashida Talib from uh, Minnesota, yeah. uh, they all have benefited big time from a country that has lauded them, given them a chance to run for office, you know, everything else. And you, I just wonder, because it does seem that, and I don't think this is partisan to say, I think this is an objective uh, observation. The people that want to consistently tear America down in their rhetoric seem to come from the far left, the far, far left. Now, I'm not talking about centrist Democrats and like kind of old school John F. Kennedy types. I'm talking about the Elon Omars and the uh, AOCs. And to your point, they always they, they seem to just like take delight in telling us all how terrible America is. Meanwhile, most of us are just trying to go to work, pay the bills, <laughs> you know, in, in this great land of opportunity. And uh, we don't necessarily hold to that uh, perspective. So, you know, she's not on the Foreign Affairs Committee anymore, and it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Well, that was just one of the headlines today, friends. Uh, when we come back, some lawyers for one Hunter Biden got into the uh, uh, press's limelight today and said some things. And I want to know from our uh, expert attorney, Mr. Imran Ansari, exactly what the strategy here is, because I don't know if it's actually going to work. Uh, but we will uh, find out uh, when we go forward. Plus, there's a, a number of other cases that we'll talk about tonight as we go along. And we're going to take a visit with um, our friends from... Um, Plaza College, Joshua Edwards is going to be here, a uh, special uh, segment tonight on stenography and court reporting, and uh, we're so grateful for Plaza College's uh, sponsorship of Legal Night here on Radio Night Live. Stay here. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Numbers mean much to me because of prostate cancer. I'm Johnny Braggs, the number two for my stepfather who died of prostate cancer and my uncle who suffered so much after prostate cancer surgery. The number 15, 15 years since Dr. Lederman's successful treatment of my prostate cancer. The number zero which is my PSA, zero, after Dr. Lederman's successful prostate cancer treatment, what every man wants. The numbers one, two, three, four, important for every man with prostate cancer. One, getting the most successful treatment. Two, avoiding radical robotic surgery. Three, keeping sexual function. Four, maintaining urinary control. Call my Dr. Lederman, 212 Choices, 212 Choices, to consider his prostate cancer treatment for you. Most insurances, Medicare, Medicaid accepted, 1384 Broadway at 38th. Call 212 Choices for prostate cancer treatment. Call Dr. Lederman, 212 Choices. I'm glad I did. You'll be number one with Dr. Lederman. All right, Kevin McCullough, and every week I promise you, if you'll send uh, a real-life question, Mike Connors is going to answer one each week uh, from the mailbag. Uh, Mike Connors, of course, of Connors and Sullivan. Mike, this week's question, uh, my cousins are fighting as to who owns their mother's house in Queens. My aunt is alive, but she's not saying a thing. How do you find out who legally owns a house? Signed, Susan from Flushing. Mike? All right. Well, if the aunt is in Queens, it's very easy to find out whose name is on the deed. There's a system called ACRIS, A-C-R-I-S, and you plug in the address and your deed, assuming the deed was recorded in the last almost 60 years now, the deed will show up on your computer and you know whose name is on your deed. I know a lot of times when the confusion happens, let's say a husband and wife own a property together, one of them dies, sometimes the kids think 
hey, dad died, I get half the house or part of half the house. Usually most of the deeds are written husband and wife, so if something happens to the husband, it all goes to the wife. But there's no mystery about it. You can just get into the system and find out, get the deed. And it's very user-friendly. If you just know the address of the property, you can get the deed in minutes. All right. And then uh, if you have any other questions about house ownership and how to pass that down via a trust or will through your end of life, Connors and Sullivan are the people that will help you do that uh, spectacularly. Uh, And all you have to do is call them, 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. And then make sure that you're listening as Mike Connors answers more questions with me, Kevin McCullough, each week right here. But he also answers them on his broadcast, 8 a.m. Saturday mornings on AM 570 and 102.3 FM, The Mission, WMCA. And Sunday mornings starting at 11 on AM 970, The Answer. Mike Connors, thanks so much. Thank you, Kevin. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Mike Gallagher doesn't believe the rhetoric. You see, this is a fascinating tactic of the left. What they're trying to do is pretend that the violence that we saw erupting all through the streets of America after George Floyd and even the violence we saw this weekend in Atlanta, don't believe your lying eyes, it's not really violent. Burning down a building is a peaceful way to say you didn't like the fact that George Floyd was killed. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 10 on AM 970. The answer. The only station in New York that doesn't hold back. AM 970. The answer. From New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. He's Imran. I'm Kevin. It's legal night. And, um... Imran, earlier today, uh, Hunter Biden's attorneys uh, went uh, out and made some some admissions, and they they leveled some charges in the public square. Uh, but what we basically came away with was this understanding that the laptop that has been you know discussed at length in uh, the in the news channels for the last couple of years. Uh, they, they they had to kind of fess up that it was actually Hunter's. And so the stuff that's on it now, uh, we, we don't have any real doubt. I mean, most people didn't seem to really doubt it anyway. Uh, but I thought that their tactic was kind of interesting. Instead of saying, um, you know, we're protected, we're, you know, we're, we're representing our client. And he has nothing to say about the contents of the laptop, et cetera, et cetera. They actually went after Rudy Giuliani the owner of the repair shop where Hunter abandoned the laptop, and other people like uh, the New York Post and others that have uh, quoted or or cited the information that was on the laptop, and they've even gone so far as sending uh, cease and desist letters to people that have talked about some of the contents. Imran, why did they do it? What kind of legal ground are they on? And is this a good strategy for a client that obviously is going to have to answer some questions about it now? Yeah, Kevin, I think they did it to to sort of stem and to uh, have a cease and desist message out to those who are disseminating or, uh, you know, using the contents of the laptop uh, in certain purposes in the media. But I'll tell you why that could uh, that tactic by sending this uh, correspondence could shoot them in the foot in terms of their arguments in support of Hunter Biden. It's because by doing so, you can argue that there is an mission that the contents on the laptop uh, is in fact Hunter Biden. Uh, And you're essentially authenticating 
uh, the content on that laptop by sending this letter, even though they're trying to backtrack on that. They're trying to say that this wasn't necessarily an admission as to the laptop's content's validity. <laughs> but then you're also going after the uh, individual, John Mac Isaac, who had the computer store where the laptop was brought to. You're going after the people who are taking this material and putting it out there. And if you're you're trying to distance yourself in any way to that material, Kevin, by sending this letter, you're implying that the and, and ratifying, if you will, that the material was Hunter Biden, that that was his laptop, that it was the material on there. And you're, you're really going to possibly, uh, you know, you'll see how an, a possible investigation goes down. You'll see what they'll be asking Hunter Biden if this investigation uh, is going to fruition. Uh, and then what are you going to do? You know, now that you've sent this, you're you're going to lose an argument, whether that argument would carry the day or not, uh, that the material uh, was not Hunter Biden's or on a laptop. Because, you know, evidence and whatnot, material like this has to be authenticated. How do you do that? You're going to either get it out and authenticated into a legal proceeding through the individual who had possession of the laptop, but ultimately... Uh, Hunter Biden would be the person uh, who most best may best authenticate this evidence. And if you're going to do that, you go on a distance Hunter Biden from that lot, right, laptop right. every way. So, yeah, so you know, sending a letter like this could really go against that strategy. Is this is this an instance where saying nothing would be far better than saying what 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 they are saying? <clears throat> it, you know, that is why there's the Fifth Amendment, right? If there is a specter of a criminal probe. Uh, if there is any chance that your client may be facing criminal uh, charges, well, you want to go silent. You don't want to go out there and affirmatively make statements or representations that could yeah. later be used against you. The best way in that, it, when you are faced with a possible criminal prosecution or investigation, is to go silent, hunker down, and see if if that you know investigation actually make, make the investigation prove the point not give them unnecessary hand grenades to blow you apart with. Um, well, and, you know, the other thing that's interesting about this, I was speaking with Miranda Devine from the New York Post who wrote a book about the laptop from hell. She actually, <laughs> I mean, she's seen the contents. Um, and I asked her, I said, you know, there appear to be, at least from what I've heard from Giuliani and Devine and a few other people, there appear to be some substantial evidence on that laptop that indicate crimes. Um, and they range. There's there's some that may be videos of him with underage girls. There may be uh, financial deals that he that he used classified information from his dad's time at, at as VP to 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 know certain things that he wouldn't have known otherwise, et cetera, et cetera. And then there's the whole um, you know was he handling classified information in any way that you know was you know unlawful and. Between those three kind of buckets, I think you've got multiple accounts of, of different levels of wrongdoing that are that appear in the laptop. They're going to go open this uh, this hearing in Congress here in a couple of weeks, and it's going to be one of the major committees that's looking at this. As an attorney, and you have him as your client, um, d does the prosecution? Like I, the the hearings in the House are not they're they're not legal hearings, right? I mean, they're they're official hearings. They're on the record, but the Congress isn't going to find someone guilty and send them to send them to prison. 
But everything that's presented in those hearings is likely to end up in any criminal proceedings if there's a prosecution that goes against him. Is that correct? Correct. You know, the testimony uh, that comes out in those hearings are under oath. It's under the penalty of perjury. Um, and there's a certain level of um, protection uh, when, when you have a congressional hearing or a Senate hearing in terms of um, the testimony being uh, given there. So, you know, if someone is testifying in the Senate, Congress, congressional hearing, you can't sue that individual necessarily for defamation. There's certain protections in place. But let's think about uh, what uh, that testimony is. It's sworn testimony. The evidence coming out there and being presented could very easily be later used in a prosecution. The testimony that is being presented uh, is under oath. So then if it's contradicted later, there could be a perjury prosecution. So there, there are real ramifications in place uh, when these hearings and these investigations are going on. Uh, and it often gives fuel to a prosecutorial agency um, if information is being gleaned that a crime has been committed. It's not that it's dropped, right? right. Now, Congress or the you know the House can't necessarily bring charges uh, per se. They have to um, refer that to DOJ. Yes, exactly. It's referred to DOJ, and you know it's a fact-finding mission in many ways. And if the facts bear out that a crime has been committed um, or likely committed, then you can expect that DOJ is going to get involved if they are doing their job uh, without any sort of political bias. Yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, I, I think something this big, it's going to be hard, at least I think it would be from the public's perspective, it would be hard if you're Merrick Garland and these hearings go really bad for Hunter and they just pile on all the, you know, we've got him here and here and here and here and here's all the stuff that supports that. It's going to be hard for the DOJ to go. Well, I don't think we're going to get to that. <laughs> like, I think I think there'll be a public appetite to, you know, see justice done on some level. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of ugly stuff uh, that we see coming out of that laptop regarding Hunter Biden. Right. He's clearly someone who has had uh, a flawed life. Right. Which you can't. I mean, that's not criminal. Finish, right? finish this thought on the other side, Imran, because we got to take this break. Um, but Absolutely. yes, we're talking about the laptop from hell. A little bit later on, we're going to check in with Plaza College and, of course, Esquire Etiquette before we're done. It's all straight ahead. Don't go anywhere. SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Winter storm is causing havoc across the southern states. It's expected to be sunny in the plains and most of the west, but forecasters warn a series of storms loaded with ocean moisture will continue from Texas to the Carolinas today, with bands of rain, freezing rain, sleet and snow in store from Texas to the east coast. Over a thousand flights have already been canceled. Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders declared a state of emergency. In Texas, Governor Greg Abbott urged people to stay off the road as emergency response rushed to hundreds of collisions. At least two people have died. As correspondent Jennifer King reporting, the FBI is conducting a planned search of President Biden's Rehoboth Beach, Delaware home, taking a look for more possible classified documents that may be in his possession. More and more jobs opening up despite fears of recession. According to the latest report, employers are still robust in their hiring plans. On Wall Street right now, the Dow up 35 points. Sponsored by Route 22 Toyota who reminds you that if you're tired of dealing with dummies, experience the smart way to buy with Route 22 Toyota. 
Craving that signature Sunday sauce? Michael's of Brooklyn will make your place a must. Join Michael's of Brooklyn Sauce of the Month Club. Receive a different jar of Michael's of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta and biscotti each month for six months. Make your home the place to be with Michael's of Brooklyn's signature fresh marinara right in your home. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com and order online. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Michael's of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. Want more AM 970 The Answer? Go to am970theanswer.com to listen live. Tune in to podcasts from the shows you missed anytime you want. Learn more about our advertisers. Join the AM 970 Fan Club and sign up for events. am970theanswer.com Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. The Boston Consulting Group in Summit, New Jersey, seeks a project leader principal to manage the design and development of business strategies, including managing case team responsibilities and overseeing business development, client relationships, project planning, and the preparation of outputs. Candidates must have a bachelor's degree in business administration, management science, or quantitative field related to a BCG client industry plus five years of experience as a management consultant, business analyst, or a quantitative analyst, which must include at least one year in management strategy. BCG will alternatively accept a master's degree or higher in business administration, management science, or a quantitative field related to a BCG client industry and three years of experience as previously stated. Domestic or international travel is required based on company client need. Multiple positions are available. To apply, send your resume to NJY YPLP at bcg.com. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate. If only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10, our very own Dottie Herman, vice chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet. You need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Dottie and her team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there is no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. Why? Because she is the best, period. (laughs) So tune in, Eye on Real Estate, Saturdays at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. That's Eye on Real Estate, Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock on AM 970, The Answer. Secular, live, weekdays at 4 p.m. on AM 970, The Answer. And now, from New York, back to Radio Night Live, here's Kevin McCullough. When we last left our valiant hero, he was mid-sentence explaining uh, another point about the Hunter Biden laptop. Imran, I'm sorry, Kevin McCullough. Imran, uh, pick up where you left off. Hunter Biden, there's a lot of ugly stuff coming out of that laptop, right? It clearly shows um, he is a flawed or had a flawed uh, past or is a flawed human being. That is not criminal in itself, of course. But if there is uh, evidence on that computer, which shows, you know, some dealings that should not have been had, that uh, material and classified material being used for financial gain or what have you, um, or, of course, even the you know, assorted uh, evidence of, of be, you know, being with an underage person, right? I, you know, these are the allegations uh, as to some of the material that may or may not be on that laptop. But if it comes to 
fruition, I think that's going to be in that investigation. Um, and if, in fact, there's evidence of criminality, I would expect that you're going to see the DOJ, especially when people are expecting something to be nonpartisan, to look into that and do a full-fledged uh, investigation on the DOJ side um, yeah. if that material gives that, that sort of lead. Well, it's also interesting that his attorneys lashed out at the people that kind of helped all this come about. So um, they, they're, they're basing charges against the uh, repair shop owner and Rudy Giuliani of disseminating, you know, their client's private material and uh, uh, that sort of thing. I mean, are those even criminal charges? I mean, what and, and is the laptop? I mean, he basically abandoned it at the. Uh, repair shop. He just dropped it. He, he literally gave it to the guy and then never showed up again. So what kind of legal ground do they have to say, well, that's my client's property and you wrongfully used it? Well, the abandonment factor is is something that would come to their defense, right? At least this this repair shop owner. I mean, arguably, you, you, you provide one of these individuals, you know, whether you go to Best Buy or, uh, you know, a mom and pop repair shop or your computer, you do have a certain expectation that you're not going to have your your uh, you know your material really leaked out there. You know, for example, you know I had my laptop repaired. I have a lot of stuff on there, uh, which may deal with you know cases and all that. I have an expectation that I'm not going to see all that stuff plastered, you know, across the news, you know, or in the press. But you know, if you abandon it, what well, you know, arguably that's a great legal question. Do you abandon the property, and does it now become the property? Uh, including the contents thereof of the repair shop. Well, you know, if there's going to be any argument, that that would probably be the one to go for. I'm, ta- I'm being in you know, Hunter Biden's case. Well, what about the but issue of them there. making copies? Because obviously Giuliani got a copy of the hard drive and some other people got copies. Um, I mean, they did. Uh, it's hard to say the repair shop guy didn't try to do the right thing. He called the FBI right away and they didn't do anything uh, for a while. And then. They finally did come eventually and pick it up, but like, what else would he? What are you supposed to do? Like, eh, it's here. I don't want it. I didn't ask for it to walk into my shop's door. Right, and well, you know, and also if there's evidence of criminality, what is? Is there any duty then to report that? Right? Was that what he was doing? Was he trying to get eyes on something that he thought uh, was on to do? You know, there's there's really a lot of arguments that could be made for both sides. But what we know now is that we're sort of beyond that. You know, we're at a point where uh, I think people are going to be looking at the uh, contents um, yeah. and yeah. the material and what, the substance of that material itself. Uh, and if there's anything to show and evidence that there was, uh, you know, wrongdoing on Hunter Biden's part um, or in a larger scale, uh, anything that could be tied back to the administration. Well, and that's I think <laughs> I actually think there are more people sweating that part of this story than anything else, because. Hunter gets caught using classified info, whatever. He's a private citizen. He shouldn't have had it, but somehow he got his hands on it. He goes to prison for a number of years. That takes care of that. But if you if if the president is implicated in some way in the business dealings that may be questionable or the use of that classified info, did did Hunter have access to that because it was sitting in his garage, for example, in Delaware? Well, then that calls into question the fitness for office, I think, for the for the president. And people are going to be saying you're going to you're going to hear the impeachment word coming out. Yeah, no, if that evidence evidence is on that laptop or it's just 
uh, gleaned through the investigation, through testimony, through uh, other inquiries, then I think there's going to be a lot of problems, um, especially in light of, you know, what we see going on with with these classified documents and, uh, you know, it, you know, were they were they kept in a way which was negligent? Um, was it a way that they could be used? What was in the contents? We, that's going to be a question. And was it in any way sort of uh, in, in a parallel track or, or crossing over with what we see with Hunter Biden? Yeah, and there that's where the speculation is starting to focus on. It is speculation at this point. We haven't seen any of it with our own two eyes, but uh, we right. will be following it on legal night here as the uh, – as the case rolls on. All right, we're going to take a little bit of time to chat with Plaza College next. We love them. They're our wonderful new sponsor to Legal Night here on Radio Night Live. And then a bit later, we're going to talk uh, Esquire Etiquette with Imran Ansari. Stay here. Do you want to send your child to a Christian school but are overwhelmed by the cost? Then AM970 The Answer's discount tuition program may be right for you. The discount tuition program is a way for parents to send their children to a quality Christian school at half the cost of the annual tuition. We've partnered up with some of the leading schools in the New York, New Jersey metro area to help parents to reduce the costs and still have their children receive a quality, faith-based education. Here are just a few of the participating schools. Gateway Academy, Upper Room Christian School, Bergen County Christian Academy. You can see the full list of participating schools at am970theanswer.com. am970theanswer is also offering each school the opportunity to promote their school with a full radio advertising campaign. For more information on how you can send your children to a Christian school at half the cost of the annual tuition or how you can get your school enrolled in the program, go to am970theanswer.com or call 212-857-9630. That's 212-857-9630. If one of your goals this year is to do business with companies who share your values, then hop on the Pure Talk bandwagon. Pure Talk, my cell phone company, is the antidote to woke wireless. That's why they are proudly veteran-owned, why they proudly employ a U.S.-based customer service team, and why they refuse to spend their money on fake news networks. And I haven't even started talking about the service. It's quite excellent. One of the largest networks in the country you're going to get blazing fast data, talk, and text for just $30 a month. That's probably half of what you're paying Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Keep your phone, keep your number, and switch over in as little as 10 minutes. Plus, Pure Talk has a first-month risk-free guarantee. Try it. If you're not completely happy with your Pure Talk service, you'll get your money back. Support a company that supports you. Dial pound 250, say Dennis Prager, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250. Say Dennis Prager. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Mike Gallagher sees constant attacks. Now they're trying to bring up charges on him again on the Stormy Daniels thing. They're doing, they're just trying desperately. They remind me of like little, like little chihuahuas nipping at your ankle. Just doing they, whatever they can to topple the candidacy of Donald Trump. They cannot believe this guy is still around. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 10 on AM 970. The Answer. 
Hi, Kevin McCullough. Now more than ever, I want you to try Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in capsule form. Balance of Nature is not like ordinary vitamins that are made with synthetics. These are just natural food in a vegetarian capsule, and they've got tens of thousands of vital nutrients from 100% whole food plants, fruits, and vegetables. In fact, the daily dose of Balance of Nature capsules has 10 servings of 31 different fruits and veggies in it. And Balance of Nature will give you access, if you call today, to your own health coach at no additional charge because they just want you to live a healthy life. Call your personal health coach and discuss any questions and concerns you may have. This is a tremendous service that the Howard family, the originators of Balance of Nature, provide to you at no charge. Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off any new preferred order of fruits and veggies. And remember, the best defense against any virus is your own strong immune system. Start your journey to a better health today by calling 1-800-2468-751. That's 1-800-2468-751. Or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code the Answer. The Eric Metaxas Show, tonight at 11 on AM 970. The Answer. From New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. So glad to have you with us. Uh, and as I was just mentioning to Imran, um, we are so grateful to have Plaza College as a core sponsor to Legal Night here on uh, Radio Night Live. And uh, joining us is someone who knows very much uh, about the work that uh, Plaza does in this respect. And it's important that we're having this conversation because this week, I'm sorry, this coming week, um, is going to be the um, the National Court Reporting Week, uh, February 4th through the 11th. And it's going to highlight the fact that there is a severe shortage of court reporters or stenographers, as many people know them, uh, for the growing uh, demand for real-time captioners uh, and educators and legal professionals and others are sounding the call to get more people involved. Plaza College, of course, kind of the bedrock of uh, court reporting and have been doing it uh, here in New York for such a long time and doing such a great job. Uh, but Josh Edwards, a stenographer who has uh, served for more than a 1,000 depositions, arbitrations, hearings, etc., but he's also done fun stuff like the Tonys and, and other things, uh, now joins us. Joshua, thanks for being here. Good evening. My pleasure. Uh, let's talk a little bit about why you decided to become a stenographer. You know, it's funny. I stumbled into it. It was not a career path I ever envisioned for myself, but I moved to New York City to pursue a career on Broadway, and as I was complaining that I was going broke and not, find, not getting any big breaks, a friend of mine who went on to law school said to me, you should become a court reporter. They make great money and you're really good with computers. And I didn't even know what a court reporter was or what they <laughs> did. But sure enough, there was a school in New York City and I enrolled and ended up falling in love with it. Well, and how did it change your life when you became a court reporter? What were you able to do then that you hadn't been able to do before? Basically survive and then thrive in New York City for the past 14 years. It's obviously a, a notorious city for being challenging and expensive and what i tell students that i work with is the way i got through school is i fought like my life depended on it because it really did and this career because it's very lucrative it pays well because we're in such demand as you indicated there's a shortage and so we are very well paid for the demanding skill that we have and that is what opened up new york city for me for the past decade and a half was it difficult for you to kind of shift gears and put this kind of new idea of a career in your mindset? 
You know, it's funny because I never really gave up on the dream of acting and performing. And even though I'm not doing it professionally now, I always have that love. And I'm part of another group called Toastmasters, which is for public speaking. So I've given many dozen speeches at that group. And that's kind of my performing outlet right now. And I often get to talk about stenography and court reporting and now captioning at the Toastmasters group. So it's a nice intersection of the passion that I have and the career that I found myself in. And how did you find the, uh, you said it, it paid uh, much better. Um, I, I don't think people understand that there, there are lots of different kind of revenue um, options with court reporting. Sure. Yeah. So there are basically three broad career paths. There's the traditional reporting route, and that's where you work in either federal court or state court, grand jury. In some states, you might work in the workers' compensation field. And with those jobs, you typically are a full-time employee, so you get your salary, your range of benefits. And in addition to the salary and the benefits, you also produce the transcripts. And the attorneys, let's say on a, on a civil or criminal trial, when they need the transcripts for the next day of court, they have to order that from you, the court reporter, and they pay for that separately. So if your salary, let's say in federal court in New York City, starts at a little over $100,000, depending on how busy you are in federal court on trials, you might double that income just in transcript income alone. Wow. So it is, yeah, it is, it's possible to, and so for example, the, the reporters that worked on the famous O.J. Simpson case, because they were doing real time for news outlets, and selling daily copy every single day of that trial, they ended up making a, a real great amount on that trial. Wow. So in, in, in captioning, the second category, and the third one is broadcast captioning, which I've never worked in, that's television, so I can't really speak to that. But with real-time captioning, which is what I do now, the pay is very different. It's strictly by the hour. And because, again, it's a highly demanding skill, very few people, it's a very niche field that, that um, people get into usually by going to court reporting school and then finding out about real-time captioning. So we start our captioners at my company at $100 an hour, and there's a two-hour minimum per job. So, as, you know, when we send an email saying, hey, we have a job starting at 9 o'clock on Monday morning, are you free for it? Even if that job cancels within a day or if it only goes for half an hour or 75 minutes, they're still going to earn a minimum of $200 for that time slot. Yeah, that's really amazing. And... Um... Let's talk about Plaza specifically. Um, how, how would you compare their program to the options that are out there? So the, the, the school at Plaza, along with pretty much every court reporting school across the country, underwent a major shift during the pandemic. And I think now virtually all of them, no pun intended, are virtual schools. So when I was in school, everything was on site. We never attended remotely. There was no Zoom. You had to get dressed and come into New York City and sit in a classroom and you know there, there are advantages to that being surrounded by your peers and you could talk with each other you could share notes about different briefs that you to get through your speed tests and so forth and also just build friendships and camaraderie but with online both in schooling and in the working field the the convenience is the number one thing that people can spare the expense of traveling into the city having to get dressed and come in and pay for parking and schlep their equipment so there are, and there is now an industry for both hybrid, where we work on site and remotely, and that's going to be here forever. My prediction, sure. I, it just makes sense, you know. So, so Plaza, I think, is now doing their entire court reporting program remotely. When I taught there, it was all in person, 
And of course, I love being with the students and, you know, kind of looking them in the face. And you can also, you can see how your lesson is doing. If, if a point, if you see blank stairs, you know, okay, maybe I need to try that again and uh, go over that concept one more time. You, you can't really get that kind of real-time feedback when you're on Zoom. Well, I, I encourage people to check it out. Uh, Plaza.edu is um, where you can go get uh, and and they have an introductory thing, friend. You can check it out. Uh, just click the link uh, and get the info. And then, if you're interested in going deeper, there's uh, other links there that you can uh, go through as well. But I would really strongly encourage you to do that. Uh, and Josh Edwards, you're a perfect example as to why uh, you were going broke in New York City. And uh, now for 14 years, you've not had to worry about that and actually getting to uh, accomplish some other uh, life goals uh, at the same time. That's got to feel good and awfully rewarding. Thanks for spending some time with us tonight. Yeah, no, it's definitely my pleasure. And, you know, I, I'm not bragging to say, but I am very happy and thankful that it has been a six-figure career every year since I started. And That's I want fantastic. other people to discover that for themselves. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. Plaza.edu, coming right back. I'm super excited about the conversation I just had with Alex Kinsella over at Route 22 Toyota. He was catching me up on the landscape of the automotive industry, and i got to tell you, he really seems to have it figured out. Alex and his entire team over at Route 22 Toyota in Hillside, New Jersey, makes the entire car shopping experience easy. He let me know that while inventory levels are far from perfect, they finally got a nice selection of new cars over at Route 22 Toyota, including RAV4 and Highlanders. Plus, they're holding inventory inventory for local New Jersey residents versus selling them to people calling from out of state. Call Route 22 Toyota at 973-705-8905 and let the team show you one of the area's largest selections of new Toyota vehicles. And be sure to check out their huge selection of pre-owned and Toyota certified used vehicles while you're there. That's 973-705-8905. And remember to tell them that Joe Piscopo sent you. The bigger your 401k, the better your retirement, right? Wrong. The fact is, with proposed new taxes, another market crash, inflation, and rising health care costs, you could be forced to downsize your retirement. Discover the secret savvy investors are turning to for retirement security. A new 401k law that unlocks an ingenious retirement protection plan that could protect your savings from inflation and a stock market downturn while boosting your retirement income as much as 40%. It's all laid out in simple language in a new book from Josh Melberg. His insightful guide is your roadmap to retiring with confidence and it's yours free with one call don't risk a lifetime of work building your retirement this little known retirement protection plan could safeguard your wealth and boost your retirement up to 40 percent for your free copy of guarantee your retirement by josh melberg call now call 800-337-8051 that's 800-337-8051 800-337-8051 my pillow is having their biggest bed sheet sale ever the my pillow per kale sheets are available in a variety of colors and all sizes now on sale for example the queen size regular price 89.98 now only 39.98 with your promo code order now as there is a very limited supply the my pillow per kale sheets are breathable and have a cool crisp feel they have deep pockets to fit over any mattress the my pillow per kale sheets come with a 10 year warranty and a 
60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code AM970 to receive the MyPillow per kale sheets for as low as $29.98. Order now, because when they're gone, they're gone. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-651-0798. Use the promo code AM970. That's 800-651-0798. Use the promo code AM970. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. We aren't mainstream news. We are the truth. AM 970, The Answer. Once again, from New York, here's Radio Night Live and Kevin McCullough. All right, super glad to have you with us, and uh, thanks again to Plaza College. Appreciate all that they're doing, and friends, you really should check out. If you're looking to make that career change and figure out something else that may be you know, a little bit more manageable in terms of wanting to do it on your time and schedule and make a lot more money in the process, uh, check out the uh, court reporting. It is, uh, it is really quite uh, something. Um, Imran, um, it's always good to catch up with our friends at Plaza, but you've got Esquire etiquette for us tonight, and uh, I can't wait to see what it is. Yeah, so Kevin, I am going to bounce this Esquire etiquette off of a topic we talked to- about tonight, and uh, that is the sort of stealing of information, right? And we're talking about laptops and how this was left. Uh, Hunter Biden left his laptop at this repair shop, and now there's a, a question as to you know, what, you know, what was the legalities of using that material? And now we'll see if it's going to come back and hurt Hunter Biden. Well, um, let's talk about you as just a everyday citizen. Uh, if you took your laptop to a repair shop and all of a sudden you find that your uh, identity has been stolen or financial uh, information compromised, well, you're going to want to go back to that laptop repair shop um, and find out if that individual uh, in any way compromised your data or disseminated your information in any way. So that's why uh, it's important to make sure you go to someone who's reputable uh, and if uh, and you make sure that you take all the information down about the person who is, in fact, repairing your laptop. Uh, because if that is some information that has been converted, so to say, you may have a criminal case against that person or a civil case for the act of conversion and taking your information and somehow profiting off of it. So that's the Esquire etiquette for today. Just be careful about the people you trust your your uh, property to. And of course, if you abandon your property, then you may <laughs> be giving away your right to come back and do the exact sort of legal um, advice I'm giving you now. If you drop it off and you never go get, go back and pick it up, you can't be mad at them when you see your wife in her bikini on a billboard uh, humming down uh, Interstate 80 a few months later. Like, you know, that's on you. Good stuff, Imran, as always. Thanks again for being here. Thanks for having me, Kevin. You got it. Hardest working man in uh, in in the legal world uh, today, because not only does he carry a full caseload, he's got uh, all the court TV stuff and then He's doing uh, the the Radio Night Live Legal Night and staying busier and busier. ABK Law, our great friends there, Arthur Idala, the entire team, always grateful for Imran to join us. Uh, tomorrow night, it's all about fun. And I, when I say fun, I mean like ice cream. We're, we're going to do some, some famous ice cream uh, tomorrow. Uh, and what else we got, Nick? Uh, 
that the ice cream is the is the second guest. We got uh, we else. also have Christina for, uh, talking about uh, Phantom of the Opera. As oh, well. the the number one Phantom fan. She's been to like more performances, like like a thousand or something. Yes. It's crazy. Uh, so she'll be back with us because Phantom is closing, or so they say. Um, who knows? Every time they say it closes, it sells out for like the next six weeks, uh, and they don't want to close it. And who wants to take that chandelier down permanently? I mean, that's. That is quite a thing to have to remove out of a theater. Anyway, Kevin McCullough saying have a great night. We'll see you next time. And I don't stand the ghost of a chance with you.